<clears throat> Good morning. I got caught up in the back. Um, our youngest has just finished his uh, running a track meet. And my wife, Danielle, sends me the video, and I'm going, go, Ty. And all of a sudden, I hear the music stop. I went, I'll have to finish this later. <laughs> Family is uh, quite dynamic. When we look at the people in our lives that, that, that we love and love us back, it's, it's pretty cool stuff, man. It's, uh, it's a glimpse and a tiny piece and a tiny percentage of the, the love that God gives us. It's pretty incredible. <clears throat> I'd like to start off in prayer, and we'll, uh, we'll see how God leads today. Dearest Father in heaven, thank you so much for this day, for bringing us here together. Lord, that means we have the means to get here. That means we have a building to be in. That means we have transportation. And above all that, we have a God to love and come to serve. And then we get to come and glorify you, Lord, that this is not about who we are, but who you are. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So today we get to have a conversation with God. <clears throat> um, did everybody get an index card? If you didn't, let me know, and we can get you one quickly, because this is participation. Right behind you, Rihanna. Rihanna's been my helper today, so thank you, Rihanna. Appreciate you. She didn't know she was going to be that today. So my question for you as we get going <clears throat> is that how would it look oh, in the back also, Rihanna, with Miss Vivian? Hi, Vivian. Is uh, how would it look to create some peace today? And this is a bold question because a lot of us for most of the time, I don't know about you, I feel like I was just here. And I don't mean just here last week like just here months ago, standing here having a conversation, and then time just like that. It's so fast. We're not even paying attention most of the time. We're kind of flying through life, and all of a sudden now it's, it's 11.31 on a Sabbath morning, April something. And the last thing I remember, we were celebrating the new year. It's, it's incredible. So you should, take, you should take that index card, and this is for you. right? So if you want to be like the... The kids in school, when I was in high school, and they would write something down, they'd hide it from me because I was kind of that guy that would peek. Um, write down your biggest worry, whatever your biggest worry and or concern is. And your participation here for you is what we get out of, our, out of, out of this today. And this, is a, this will be something that God will see, and I don't mean that for guilt. This is like we're sending a, uh, sending a greeting card to our Lord. So as you're writing this out, as you're writing your worry or concern down, I want you to think about what feeling comes with that. What comes along with it? You know, is it anxiousness? Whew. I was sitting in the back and my heart was going so fast I thought it was going to explode out of my chest. So this sermon is actually for me today. Sometimes we get angry, right? It shows up in anger. Sometimes it feels really heavy. We're talking about this topic in in the Sabbath school with the high school kids. And if you are anywhere, and, I, and it goes across, I think we had a 26-year-old last week, which was awesome. Um, but anywhere in the teens in high school, man, right, right back in that back, um, in this classroom right here, we do high school. And we talked about this, and we talked about the heaviness of how school is and how worrisome it can be. And when you're writing this stuff down, there's no right or wrong. It's you. It's your concern. It's your worry, right? <clears throat> So, as we're sitting here, how does in that place of worry and when anxiousness shows up or the fast heart rate or 
whatever it's you that's showing up as you, right? Because that's how we are in the moment. We're anxious. Is it how are you with people? Are you patient with more people? When you're anxious and worried, does patience show up? It doesn't with me. I don't know. You guys would be like an anomaly maybe. It runs away. <laughs> it runs scared, right? Maybe we get short-tempered, right? That's usually how it comes out with me. And if I'm not careful, it comes out. I get on people. I call it getting on people. I get on people when I'm in that place. Um, maybe not very understanding when we're stressed and worried. It's like, I know you're dealing with something, but don't you know what I'm dealing with? I mean, I know I didn't tell you what I'm dealing with, but can't you just guess by my face on my face right now? And it's interesting on how these happen because these reactions that happen in a state of stress or worry, could we possibly agree that it's a very disempowering way of feeling, right? That we are just being that way. <clears throat> well, as you continue to think about it, I'm going to tell you a little story, and it's about me. But maybe somebody could fit themselves in this area. <sighs> Man, when I was younger, uh, I never really thought I'd say that out loud. <laughs> when I was younger, I was a bit of a recluse. Uh, I had a, a buddy of mine, and we would play this game. I was in my teens, and we would play this game, and I don't know the name of a game. I think it was Survive. I think that was the name of the game. And I had a skateboard and a bicycle and a rope. Now, some of y'all have already started to paint the picture, but let me just keep going. And my buddy, Mark, was, he's a big guy. And he would hop on the bike and we would tie, oh, wait, don't do this. Okay. So we would tie the rope to the back of the bike and I would hop on the skateboard. I'm a righty, so I'm going to, I'll do this, right? And I would go, okay, go, right? And he would, we'd be like a quarter mile from my parents' house where we lived. And they had this big horseshoe driveway. And in the middle of the horseshoe driveway, was like a 20-foot grass patch. So the idea of the game was, how far could we get? So he would start pedaling and pedaling and pedaling. I'd be holding on. And as soon as you get to the grass, you had to time your jump perfectly, meaning that. And you would hit, and you would just go flying. Well, the goal was, which I'm really grateful that we never made it to the other side of the concrete, was to see who could get the furthest. Right? Because we didn't have a worry in the world. We were invincible until we weren't. <laughs> and that was the games we used to play, right? And there was, um, I kind of just lived that way. All the way up until I believed that I met Danielle. And then we got together. And then there was another aspect to that. Now, I know she's a big girl. Danielle can take care of herself and probably me too. But my responsibility as as the person in her life, is to be a teammate with her. Is to show up with 100% of who I am as much as I can. And sometimes I don't feel good, and sometimes I don't have a day, a great day, but I still show up as 100% as I possibly can. I give 100% of my love into her with no expectations of returning. Just everything I can give, right? But still there's that little worry that's kind of hanging out in the back of my mind that says, well, what if? And you guys can fill in the what if part. You can do whatever you want with that. We, I, always have, I have a list of mine, and we don't have enough time to go through the day for me to give you all those. But basically, you can hear my job as her person in her life from the day we met to this very moment in time is to keep her safe. And I have, that's, I have claimed that responsibility. Well, then the boys came, and things changed again. 
Now, as a parent, I can, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask, what are our responsibilities as a parent? I'll take one, maybe two. What's the responsibility we have as a parent? Say that last word again. Teach our kids to survive. That's it, man. Like, if we, can, if we can do everything we possibly can to get them as far as we can in life, that's us. You know, if we can teach them good morals, ethics, and value, teach them about God and Christ, and, well, that's like a super crazy awesome bonus. But our thing is, first, they need to be around before we can teach them that stuff. Right? So we need a roof, some clothes, and some food. Right? <clears throat> and then everything beyond that, like I said before, is a bonus. <clears throat> but I remember, uh, man, last year... Does anybody do a lot of reflection on themselves? Am I the only one? Oh, God, I hope not. (laughs) I like to feel normal sometimes. I remember sitting in bed last year, and I don't remember exactly where it was. I started getting this overwhelming sense of worry. See, Danielle and I, when we we go to bed, we put our heads on the pillows, and and, um, we do a short devotional before we go to sleep every single night. And she's so funny because she knows I can't see, but she holds it up so I can read it. But they read it to me, so that's kind of awesome. And I pretend. <laughs> and the, so the devotional goes through, and, and then there's a prayer afterwards, and then we pray together sometimes, depending on where our hearts are. And, and we, we, we tell each other we love each other, and we, then we put our heads on the pillow, and hopefully we fall asleep. Well, during that time, I, I go through my day. I go through the day or the week, depending on what's happening. I'm like, did I, did I connect with the right people? You know, was I disconnected with anybody? Is there anybody I need to clean up things up, something up with? Did I say something? I want to make sure everything's cleaned with people because we never really know what's going to happen. You hear how the worries starting to pop in again? And then I, then I think about how grateful I am for Danielle, and I, put, I always put my hand on her to make sure she's still there because <laughs> I want to make sure I'm not in some kind of weird dream. I put my hand on her shoulder. I'm like, okay, good. Okay, good. She's still there because I'm a hot box. Nobody wants to lean up against me in, anywhere. And, uh, and then I think about the boys, how they're curled up in bed, and they're all comfy and safe in our home, right? We have an alarm on our house. I've done as much as I possibly can as a dad, and and to keep those kids safe. And as I'm sitting there, I'm feeling pretty good until. You know it's only going to last so long. I'm like, what? And then what happens? That's a heavy burden, man. It's all of a sudden this worry starts. And it's always when I'm most tired. He just hangs out and waits. He's like, oh, he's almost asleep. Boop, here's that thought for you, Steve. And I'm like, no way, devil. God's got my back. And that's usually been pretty good. And it worked for a while. And then something happened. And that was kind of like, I'm like, God has my boys. That's just the way it is, devil. So appreciate your, your, your little plug, whatever, but it's just not going to work tonight. And it would be enough for me to go to sleep. And then uh, late last year, and some of you all may have heard this, but late last year I had a turning point in my spiritual life that I will look back on for the rest of my days here on earth. As um, I have been blessed and privileged, and I have the honor to coach their cross-country team. Danielle says I got roped into it, but I think it was just kind of something that was put in front of me for a reason. I, co- I coach their cross-country team, and then I get about a day off, and then I coach soccer, and then Soccer overlaps with track, so we go from soccer to track, like right then and there, and, and I remember being on the soccer field, and, 
and Tyler plays defense because that kid's a brute, and, and Andrew has the speed, so he's on offense, so he can take off like a rocket ship. And uh, I remember sitting there, and we're up in Fort Myers, and, and I'm, I'm, I am, I will, the only thing shy of me being the perfect cheerleader is I just don't have pom-poms. Like, I am the guy yelling and screaming up and down the, 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 the sidelines, and, and I see the ball goes up to Andrew, and he is cooking. And I'm like, there's nobody in his way. He's scoring. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how much time it took for me to get all those thoughts. Because it was like watching a, a television show. And I look over here, I see this kid. And they're going, man. And I'm going, he's going so fast. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm pretty sure he's going to get past him. I have a lot of confidence. And that, that young man did what he had to do to stop Andrew. And I don't know, I, I can say purpose or not purpose, it means nothing. All I know is Andrew went over the top of him. And he landed. And I'm like, oh, that was amazing. Like, I'm, I'm like, oh, look, look, at the, look at the contact, right? And I'm going, these kids are playing for real. And I saw the kid get up, and then I saw Andrew not get up. And I looked, and I went, now if you know him, that he does not not get up. And my mind went into places just for a half a second. And then I saw him move, and he gets up, and he and <clears throat> when I say as white as a ghost, he was this color white. And I'm looking at him like 30 yards away, and he grabs his, he, he just goes, and he doubles over in pain. And I'm pretty sure I teleported from where I was to, to there, because that's all I remember. I remember being here, and then I remember being there. And of course, you know, I'm super dad, right? And I'm doing assessments. So tell me what happened. And I'm going through all this doctor stuff like I've seen on TV or whatever. And I'm a super awesome doctor. And then I get a tap on the shoulder of the real doctor on the field. And they're like, hey, do you mind if we take over? I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> you should come in and check this out. I said, I'm the dad and I'm the coach. And uh, so we go through the questions. And all I kept thinking in my mind was, as long as he's OK, everything will be fine. But he's really, like, he's really holding on. And I'm like, man, I've never seen him in pain like this before. This is something new. So Danielle comes over, and she takes him to the hospital. And first hospital they go, they sent the tech home early, like minutes, just missed him. So she had to go from Fort Myers to Naples. And I'm on the field, and I'm, I'm like, OK, like, anytime you can text me, yep, good job, guys. You can text me any second now. It would be amazing. And then finally, she texts me, we made it. I'm like, awesome. Well, the game's over now, so I'll just I'll meet you guys there. And I go there, and um, it ended up they had a buckle fracture. Now, if you know what a buckle fracture is, it's really, really common. I think three of his friends that week had one also. So like all these kids are walking around in casts. And there was that, it was the Thursday night and Saturday night comes around and I'm, and I'm like, I still felt really like anxious. I don't know how to explain it. It was just very heavy. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, are you, are you doing okay? He's like, why wouldn't I be? Now as a dad, I'm going, that's an awesome answer. I felt kind of silly. I was so anxious about it. Now, I kind of let it be where it was. And I was like, all right, well, Andrew's OK. I must be making this up. So I'm going to do my best to ignore it. And within about 30 days, I come out of my office. I work at home. And I see Tyler in the kitchen. And he's also this color. Like, like terrified look on his face. And I'm going, what happened, buddy? And, I, and Danielle's on the phone, and she says, well, what do we need to do? Do I need to take him to the hospital? And I went, what? 
panic, instantaneous. And I go, dude, what happened? And my Daniel's on the phone. I'm going, what happened? He goes, I swallowed a bunch of magnets. And I'm like, why do we need to go to the hospital for that? Just, and so, excuse me for a moment. I was like, just poop it out. <laughs> what do we need to go to the hospital for? And then, um, so they're like, you need to take him. So they take him to the x-rays. And I'm like, it's kind of what it is. I mean, he's a kid. These things happen. What, he was biting him and getting him to split up. And all of a sudden, bloop, they could just go down his throat. And uh, so that was on the weekend. And Monday comes around. They take him. They call his physician up. And they said, hey, just want to let you know we went to the hospital. This is what happened. And he loses his mind. He's like, are you kidding me? You need to get him there immediately. He could, be, he could die. And I'm like, what? So, of course, I, call out, I, I pull out the doctor, Google. And I look up, and I start Googling, and all these crazy things. I'm going, oh, my word. So we have calls into the teachers. We have, I mean, we have everybody knows about this to make sure that he's not going to just all of a sudden collapse from, because what happens is you can have a bleed. They get in between two intestines, and they attach, and then they cause a bleed out. So, like, I'm, like, really freaking out. So you can kind of see where we're going here. But to really understand the level of this, I was looking to control keeping my boys safe. I needed to have that control. And I asked you earlier to write down your biggest worry and concern. I'd encourage you to do it if you haven't. Because where we're going to go with this could be quite surprising. And I remember sitting there, and in fact, it was shortly after you and I spoke, Rick. Familiar story? I remember sitting there, and I was like, I can't take it anymore. I surrender. When you're used to controlling your entire life, it's hard to even say the word. <clears throat> See, what's impossible for me is possible for God. There were a lot of people praying for our young men. And I'm very happy to say they're about as, uh, twice as healthy as their dad. So I prayed to God, God, keep Daniel and our boys safe. I can't do it. And the worry immediately dissipated. It was instantaneous. It was so fast. I'm like, take this from me. Whoa. I feel incredible. All right. And then I just kind of let it go because, you know, we forget about stuff. And then I said, and Daniel is in front of me, and, and if you've ever prayed to God for something, you know it's coming, right? I said, all right. So I'm, I'm telling Daniel this story, and we're at dinner. And uh, I go, all right, God, so thank you so much for keeping the boys safe, or blah, 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 and I'm going through all this stuff of gratitude. And I said, and I, I, had, to, I had to quote this down because I had to go back and remember, show me where else I'm looking to control in my life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you don't get an email, by the way, <laughs> or a text. Danielle looks up at me in the middle of prayer and she says, what on earth had you say that out loud? And I was like, oh my goodness, I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know, about how, I don't know how it works in your life. But when I ask for something, he shows me through the struggle how I'm controlling and what I need to give up. And that continued to come over and over and over again. Where else in my life am I looking to control that is making me unhappy? See, when we're looking to control things, we get so attached to what that outcome should be that we get engulfed in it. We get, we get so in it. It's almost like 
when it doesn't happen, we get so filled with disappointment because we've created such a high expectation of the things that we need to have in our lives in order to be whatever we're looking to create in our life. I'm going to give some more examples of that so it makes a lot more sense. So we end up getting reactionary. And then we just call it being upset. I'm just upset. Sorry, I'm upset. This is what's happening, right? Nothing right or wrong about it. It's just the way we show up, right? But if we really look at what we want to control, it sits in the in order to's. In order to be happy, in order to be joyful, in order to be content, in order to be peaceful, this needs to happen first. So where are we looking to control? And I could tell you easily, as I'm standing in my closet this morning, looking at my clothes, going, who do I want to be today? How do I want to show up for the congregation? How do I want them to look at me? How do I want them to see me? How do I, how do I want them to respect me? How do I want them to, to understand the words? You hear how much control I needed to stand here? It's a no wonder I was sitting in the, that seat right there, like in this state of panic. I had to go in the back and, oh, look what I just did again, God. He's like, I know, man. I was waiting for you to ask me. <laughs> just kind of hanging out with you. Right? I got these. I'm super excited about my boots, by the way. I just got these uh, for Christmas. I had to, they know ordered them, and they came this week. Like, I don't know. I'm super impatient. Right? So I got new boots. Right? Super excited about my boots. I got a really nice shirt from some incredibly awesome people. And so I decided I'm going to be that guy today. Because if I know anything, they'll be excited that I, that I wore this stuff, right? Well, where are we controlling? Clothes? How my wife sees me? That I need to make sure I pray a good prayer. I've got to practice it first. I gotta practice my prayer so she knows that I'm a good male Christ modeling figure in the house. Gotta make sure I get that right. Gotta make sure I'm in good shape so my boys, that they, <laughs> when Captain America came out, like, our daddy's Captain America. I'm like, wow, that's a really tall order to follow, man. But I'm gonna do my best. So I need to be Captain America. Go to work out five, six, seven thousand times a week, do all these things. Got to be strong. Can't let them see that I get upset. Can't let them see that I'm, I can be anything else besides happy. And I'm controlling how they see me. I control how the people around me see me. This is all the things that were showing up. And to make sure that you know that I'm this even-keeled guy, man. I'm always happy. Everything's always perfect in my life and all this kind of stuff. And I'm not going to say that my life is perfect, but man, if it was to be perfect, it's close. God has blessed me more than I can ever imagine. And here's the funny thing. There are so many things that come up in our life that I can't even count them this week that could shut me down. But the leaning on God in, in a, in a, and I'm getting ahead of myself where I am, but dropping it all at his feet changes everything. I'm get a little fiery here in a minute, so, so hang with me. I do have, if you have a Bible in front of you, I'm going to go to Philippians. It's page 820 if you want to go there with me. <clears throat> so the reason why we control is that we need the outcome to be a certain way. So I encourage you to really take a look into this because it's something that is, ironically enough, controlling our life. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 7, Oh, man, rejoice in the Lord always, and I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to it all. 
The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. There's a hint. But in every situation, by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God will transcend on all understandings, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We get so caught up in how we want things to be in our lives that, we, that when it doesn't happen, that disempowerment comes about, right? Is that my job isn't like this, my boss isn't like this, and my weight isn't like this, my, my friends aren't like this. I'm sick, the economy, politics, being on time, spilling something on our shirt, traffic, somebody cut me off. You guys want me to keep going? I have lots of examples. I can tell you all my disempowering moments over the last few weeks. It's easy. They pop up all over the place, right? So what do we do? Because my question is, is how fast did 2020 and 2021 go for you guys? Wow. The last thing I remember was sitting at my dinner table I say, mine, our dinner table, and Mary sends us a message and says, hey, in a couple weeks, keep an eye out because this is going to happen. And my immediate was like, mm, I'm not even going to believe you just said that out loud. So there's that. <laughs> I was so disconnected from what could possibly happen. I was like, absolutely not. And what happened two weeks later? Spot on, Mary. I was so mad that you were, you were right. <laughs> and that's the last thing I remember. Two years ago. It went by like that, yeah? So, what do we do? Well, we can ask, God, what do you, God, want me to see here? And he says, <laughs> you ask for humility. So what does humility look in your moment right now? In your moment of disempowerment, what does that look like? Are you going to hold on to being right? Are you going to hold on to still trying to control what has already passed? Are you going to give that to me? Are you going to clear it up with your, your person in your life? You ask me for strength. God says, what does strong Sue look like right now? What does strong Linda look like? What does strong Kendall look like? What does strong Steve look like? What does that person look like right now? I'm giving you the strength. Are you going to grab a hold of it? Are you going to block it off because you're still trying to control what you think the outcome should be? Still worrying? What does grace look like in your life right now? And when's the last time you allowed it? This is something I have to constantly remind myself of, that I make mistakes. And that grace is something not only we accept from Christ, but we can also accept it as grace, as the way it's supposed to be. His forgiveness. Uh, page 679. I should have told you a second ago, so... Live fast. Matthew chapter 6, 25 through 27. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Fair enough. Don't worry about what you eat or drink, about, about your body, what you will wear. Uh, thanks for being pointed there, God. It is, not light, is, not, is life not more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more visible than they are? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Could we agree that worrying is worrying about something that's in the future? Is that something we can agree on? It's something that we think is going to happen? Well, is it happening right now? Nope. What's happening right now? 
I took a sip of water. We're sitting in church. We're thinking about how we can get closer to God, creating a vertical relationship with him. We've written our worries down. We're getting ready to lay them at his feet. We're getting ready to create a sense of peace. But did you hear what I just said? We're getting ready to. We can walk into that peace right now. Because if we really look at it, <clears throat> if we really look at what our, yay, my family just walked in. Um, if we really look at worry, we're worrying about the unknown, yeah? What's in the unknown? <laughs> right? Right? As far as we know, there's nothing there. Well, essentially, aren't we worrying about nothing? Something to ponder. When we worry, some of this stuff hits home. When we worry, we're taking ourselves out of the present. Who else is hanging out in the present with us? Who are, who are we hanging out in the present with? Jesus. If we're out of the present, isn't that what the devil wants? He wants us somewhere else besides with God. And he'll do everything in his power to do it. He'll lie to you. He'll cheat to you. He'll put things in your mouth. He'll, he'll burden your heart with worry. He'll tell you what could possibly happen. And then we create that interpretation. We make it a truth. That is going to happen. And then we go to this panic place, right? And again, we're looking to control. Uh, still on page 679, Matthew 6, 28 through 34, it continues. And why do you, you know, it's really kind of funny. I wrote all this out and then I brought the Bible verses in. So it's funny that I kept bringing clothes up. And why do you worry about clothes? <laughs> See how the flowers on the field grow? They don't labor or spin, man. They, yes, I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Is that how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire? And I highlighted one thing on all the pages that I have, and you guys can see it right here. It says, he will, not much, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What shall I wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you have need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. He's literally telling us how to live our life. And we're so outside of where he's telling us to be that we're in this future thing that we don't even know exists. We don't even know it's there, but we've created a world of worry. Because the devil wants us there and not here with him. Therefore, do not worry tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own. So what if you didn't worry? What if you didn't worry about what you wrote down? How could you be then? What if you stopped trying to control everything in your life? How could you be? Since that day that we talked, Rick, when was that? Three months ago, two months ago, that was that first time we hung out. I've never felt as much peace in my life as that time since then. And every day the devil comes. Every single day. I was worried about you running. I worry about you driving. 
Not you driving. Daniel's a safe driver. <laughs> Other people aren't. <laughs> I worried about being here on time. I worried about people, what they would think. I mean, what, how many things did I bring up today? Rihanna, there's a lot, wasn't there? Elizabeth, where are you? There you are. I brought up a lot of stuff I was concerned about, didn't I? Has any of it happened? Nope. I made it all up. Because the devil planted the seed. Oh, my word. If you weren't worrying, wouldn't more time for God show up in our lives? Oh, man, the devil's so good at what he does. I don't like him. Don't agree with him. You have to admit, he's an expert. He's been, he's been practicing for a while. Where you take your petitions to God and you give them to him. On page 682, we're going to continue on with Matthew and then we're going to create something really spectacular here if you allow me. Matthew chapter 11, 20, 29. And again, he's speaking right in this moment. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. <sighs> Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. Ah, oh, that is so good, man. Bring your worries, fears, and concerns. He's literally telling us what to do. You want peace in your life? Let go. Surrender. And you know what's funny? It's really easy to say. I fought it for, well, I don't know, all up until last year, so I'm 49 now. So for 48 years, fought it. I needed controlling everything. And I've never been so happy in my life when I gave it all to God. And you know what's funny? Not the ha-ha funny, but the irony of everything I'm saying right now. Still working on it. Because I felt myself controlling things in the back. How you saw me, how I be. Is the sermon going to work? Are people going to get it? Are you speaking your message or God's message? So I'd like to create a declaration of prayer in Christ. And I've never spoke it like that before. And I thought, how cool. You have to be with me on that. It was just my thing, right? But today, today, Lord, I give you my family. I give you my finances. I give you my career. I give you my health. And in the name of Jesus, I pray for peace and happiness to show up so I can be present and slow down in my life to be available, to see the opportunities and solutions that you are presenting to me in all those areas that I can show up for those you've blessed me with in my life with as much love as they could handle. If we prayed that prayer and we surrendered in that way, how could we feel then? Dearest Father in heaven, thank you so much for this day, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be here and be present in you. Thank you for allowing us to glorify you, Lord, and to be here and, and to give, not to look to receive from you today, Lord, but to, to give everything back to you with our love and our, our gratitude and the blessings and the ability to surrender and drop everything at your feet. Thank you for peace. 
Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. And thank you for your mercy. I pray that those that are here and can hear my voice both online and off, that we accept that grace for what we've been so we can wake up every single moment renewed in your name, Lord. I pray this all in Jesus' most glorious name, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.